How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. And it is us, The Approach Shot, as they so capably said, but we we believe in being redundant. So much. And a bit of repetitiveness. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Should you be following along on our uh, YouTube channel at weekendgolfguys.tube or on athletes.tv, which uh, you can do. I just Please subscribe. You will see that he is Neil, a cup of Joe or a cup of coffee, Michaels. You'll and get it. No idea what that means, but you no will idea. introduce our guest. That's right. Coming up momentarily. Hey, I have a soapbox for you. And I know I don't have a lot of time to do it before we bring our guest in. When my wife leaves for work in the morning, I get about a half hour to sit and watch morning television. Mm -hmm. And I watch ESPN or ESPN2. And the two shows are Get Up or First Take. And I've been watching diligently for a while now. And I came to the conclusion that the only two things that they talk about are the NFL and the NBA. As you have probably picked up over the course of time, I'm a baseball fan. But there's also this basketball tournament going on. So why in the hell don't we ever talk about anything other than football or the NBA on on morning sports television? Because the network you're watching Mm -hmm. isn't covering that aforementioned basketball tournament. You know, I was sort of hoping that wasn't the reason. Because (laughs) I know that they are a rights holder for, for football and basketball. But if you're a sports fan and it's this time of year and the subject matter this morning is... And I'm not joking with you. The tweet that was sent out by Devontae Adams, the receiver for the Packers who left, the tweet that didn't include something about Aaron Rodgers. We've got the basketball tournament going on. We've got spring training baseball going on. But we don't talk about those because we don't cover them. Come on. They do cover a basketball tournament that's going on, however. Which one? Four-letter network is covering the NCAA women's tournament. Didn't mention that. And I might note, I might mention right here that the uh, the Louisville, how do I get to it? The Louisville Cardinals. Yeah. Here it is. <laughs> there it is, right there. You can tell uh, it by the screaming red shirt. Seated number one yeah. in their division. And yeah. they beat Gonzaga last night and they're headed to the Sweet 16 for like the 15th time. Very nice. Do you also want to be proud of how UK did? I don't care about UK. No, no. Serve them right to suffer, baby. Serve them right. That's all I guess. 
We're going to talk some, now that he's talking about bad mouth in the NFL, we're going to talk to a former NFL player, a former actor, and an all-around great guy, and a pretty good guy. Not bad mouth in the NFL. No, I'm just saying. A little overcovered. I understand. (laughs) Hey, it's Neil, and I love going to the mailbox these days because this could be the day that my next order is in from Trade Coffee. My last two bags have become my new favorites. I absolutely love the Clatch French Roast. Full, rich, and flavorful. But this week I had the Alma Ember. It's full-bodied with notes of dark chocolate and the tiniest hint of dried fruit. So delicious. If you want to rave about your coffee, wake up your coffee experience. Go to drinktrade.com approach and take their coffee quiz. Trade Coffee guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll replace it for free. Right now, Trade Coffee is offering listeners of The Approach Shot a total of $30 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com approach. So get started. Take the quiz at drinktrade.com approach and start your journey to your perfect cup. That's drinktrade.com approach for $30 off your first three bags. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men, want to feel younger, stronger, leaner? You don't have to slow down after 40. Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with the energy and drive of his 20s. Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great, too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. It happened to me. And then I found Nugenics Total T. New Nugenics Total T is our most powerful man-boosting formula ever because it boosts your free testosterone and your total testosterone. Nugenics Total T helps provide even more energy, performance, testosterone, and muscle-boosting ingredients for even better results. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text GRIT to 321321. Samples are not available in stores. Well, wait. What are you going to do something about it now? I got to try Nugenics Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. That's G-R-I-T to 321321. And welcome back to The Approach Shot. I am John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Go ahead, read it. A cup of joe or a cup of coffee? See, now, if you're a fan, I know you get. Yes. Not only did I work the name in, but I worked the fact that they're both ways to say cup of coffee. The thing of it is that he probably worked on that for about three weeks. It was so it, it was brilliant the first time. It was brilliant it, it, the second time. I thought just it, leave. It, it, it was original. Yeah. Was it? Never heard that one before. Uh, okay. <laughs> I can see where this discussion is going to go today. It's like hanging out with a friend and just having a beer and having him just, yeah, mm, right at you. (laughs) Ed Marinaro, sir, welcome to the Approach Shot. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you. Um, Life is good down here in Charleston, South Carolina. The weather's great. My golf club is closed on Monday, so that's the only reason I'm here talking to you I'm going to tee it up tomorrow with some friends. Then I'm going down to Florida to play in a member guest at Tequesta Country Club with uh, one of my college buddies. We were at Cornell together in the hotel school together. So, uh, yeah, that, I haven't done that in a while, you know, so I don't travel. That, we haven't. Nobody's traveled that much in the last couple of years, but this is uh, this is going to be fun. Fantastic, man. 
those are fun things to play in. Oh, are you, by the way, since you and I talked, I remembered that it was the restaurant that we had talked about was the Omen Seafood Restaurant in Charleston, what, South Carolina. What was it called? The Omen. Uh, I'm sorry. Amen. 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 Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't place, know. I know that one. It's interesting. John and I had Phil Bradley, uh, who played for the Seattle Mariners, the Phillies, and the Orioles on not long ago. And I backed him into a corner because I'm originally from the Baltimore, Washington area. And I backed him into a corner asking which was better, seafood in Seattle, salmon there is phenomenal, or crab cakes in Maryland. And I don't have that on a list to ask you because if I have to include South Carolina oysters, my crab cakes are going to get a little worried. <laughs> We have no shortage of great seafood down here and seafood restaurants. It's, um, you know, I lived in L.A. for 35 years. Yeah. And, um, you know, they had obviously access to seafood, but um, nothing like uh, the southeast for, uh, you know, uh, warm water seafood is so much tastier, yeah. I think. And we're getting into soft shell crab season, which is my favorite time of the year. Because I just love soft shell crab. I, I exactly. learn how to clean them and cook them in so many different ways. They are such a treat. You know, I just load up on them this time of year. Mm -hmm. Freeze them up and keep them, uh, eating them all year long. So when I when I lived in Charleston, we used to go out to the wind jammer out on the Isle of Palms. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Cool. That's a cool and, and cold beer, man. There's there you go. Yeah. Isle of Palms mm -hmm. is the best. Let me go ahead and do the intro properly for those people who might not know Ed's name off the top of your head. First of all, nice rock you lived under, not you, them. Um, <laughs> Ed was the runner-up to the Heisman Trophy in 1971, being runner-up to Pat Who Remembers Sullivan, so also the all-time Ivy League rusher in college football. He crazy enough, was the first running back in NCAA history to run for over 4,000 yards, and he did so by leading the nation in rushing in 1970 and 71. And if you know him from the NFL, he played for the Vikings, the Jets, and the Seahawks. I think we probably all remember you mostly for playing with the Vikings. I have a whole bunch of other stats on you, but then again, if you don't know him from football, then you know him from being Joe Coffey on Hill Street Blues, and you know him from Blue Mountain State TV. And Blue Mountain State did a, did a film last year? But no, that was more than last year. It was a couple of years ago. It, it was on Netflix for four years. I think they just took it off last year. So we were we got to uh, take advantage of streaming, yeah. um, which means that people could binge watch it, and the whole new generation of Mm. young guys got to see the show and it's uh it's been crazy i mean when you get on those streaming platforms and you're popular it's just it's crazy everywhere i go i get all these 20 somethings who uh want their picture with me which is kind of freaky <laughs> it's all great and dangerous at the same time well they have no idea i played football at all which is kind of funny i'm almost like uh i have two lives yeah. which uh right i guess that's cool because you know, one of the reasons that I was attracted to acting or, you know, like that, that part of the entertainment industry, because I had a I had a chance to do some announcing. In fact, I did a game for ESPN when they first started doing Monday Night Football. Hmm. And I was a, uh, you know, a guest analyst and I just didn't like it. 
I didn't like doing it. And, and, mm -hmm. and I just made the decision that I did not want to kind of live in the past. You know, I was just peripheral to it. You know, I didn't really want to be talking about football. Once I, once you played the game, now this is my personal opinion, because there's so many really talented guys who've made millions, you know, doing that kind of stuff. But right. that just didn't appeal to me. I just wanted to make my mark in a totally different area of life. And, um, and plus it was, uh, I got to kiss girls that I really didn't know. Um, <laughs> which that was one of the big allure, alluring things. <laughs> so it was most fun. You know, fun is, is, is relative to how old you are. I think mm -hmm. where you, and it's not age, but where you are in your life. And uh, you know, the thing about sports irrespective of Tom Brady is, you know, you only have a limited lifespan. So you have to be prepared. What we did, my generation had to be prepared to, you know, life after football and I mean, legitimate jobs. We need to think about that because we weren't getting rich playing football. And it was uh, the, the most valuable asset you had at that point was your reputation and goodwill. And you would be able to find a good job. And, you know, you saw my generation, guys went on to become doctors and lawyers and politicians. And, and, and um, you know, our, our captain in the Minnesota Vikings, my, my rookie year, he'd been there for a while. This guy named Grady Alderman, who was uh, the first player picked by the Vikings ever. He was the original Viking and he was a CPA. Mm. And Fred Cox, who was our kicker, was a chiropractor. You know, guys worked. Guys worked during the season. They worked definitely off season. And you know, I just read where that quarterback for the Rams just signed a hundred sixty million dollar contract. You, you know, you wonder why there's. If you ever wonder why there's this disconnect between my generation of football players and today, I mean, it's it's uh, it's incomprehensible. I don't think I made two hundred grand in my entire six year career. Wow, um, it's ridiculous. I mean, God bless them, and I and I'm not I'm, I'm not uh, saying they shouldn't do that, but it's just such a. People ask me if the game has changed, and duh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's amazing to think about the way the and and it's amazing to think how a few of them go broke. That yeah. I'll never. I, mean, I think I had the first penny I ever made for when I played. Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we heard that about. Uh, no, we're not going to say it. Ed Marinaro is, is our guest here on the Approach Shot. And we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to be talking more football, more acting, and we're going to work a little golf in because. Uh, oh, yeah. He's avid. And um, he lives in one of the best places in the world to play golf. So you would think he would do that. So we're going to come right back with Ed Marinaro. Hope you come right back to right here. Off the Guys, let's talk underwear, specifically Tommy John's hammock pouch underwear. When you're wearing Tommy John's hammock pouch underwear, you're so much more comfortable. You can do everything better. My wife said to me, this dinner you cooked is so much better. And I said, well, I'm wearing my Tommy John's. So then she motioned to the bedroom and I said, trust me, that won't be any better. And you know why? I won't be wearing my Tommy John's. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. With over 17 million pairs sold, men across America love their Tommy John underwear. I love my Tommy John's. They really do make everyday living so much easier and more comfortable. 
And hey, it's Tommy John's anniversary month, so whether you're trying them for the first time or you're a longtime fan, now get 25% off site-wide at tommyjohn.com slash approach. Go to tommyjohn.com slash approach today for 25% off site-wide. tommyjohn.com slash approach. See site for details. Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free no-obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A-plus rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. Credit Guard of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt. Negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments. Set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-613-7650. That's 800-613-7650. 800-613-7650. And thanks for coming back. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil. A cup of Joe or a cup of coffee? That's Mike. right. In regards to, of course, Officer Joe Coffee, who was Ed Marinero's character in Hill Street Blues for so long. Go, oh, that's where I've seen that guy's face. Okay. Now we're good. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my wife every night. Yeah. <laughs> How is Tracy? You've been married to her for 21 years now? I think so. Yeah. It, it's yeah. 21, Ed. You should yeah, know. But we've been, together, we've been together longer than that. We uh, we dated for 12 years before wow. we got Yeah. I wasn't she was sure. like, I'm not <laughs> sure about this guy. I'm just going to keep doing this for a while. You know, we had a great time, though. And then uh, we had our son, which was amazing. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's good. I took a different route, you know. I'm, yeah. I could be his grandfather, but you know. Hey, I, I'm gonna ask you. You grew up in New Jersey, right? And you go to college yes. in upstate New York at Cornell, and then you get done playing pro ball, which I'm sure the cities you played in were a little bit of culture shock. But for the kid from the East Coast or the Northeast, how much of culture shock was moving to LA and living there for 30 years plus? Well, I think there was more of a culture shock for me going from college. Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that was like one of the whiner states. I thought it was another country. When I saw I got drafted, you know, every I think every player has, you know, a team that they kind of would love to be drafted by. And I can pretty much assure you that Minnesota wasn't in the top 30 of <laughs> that I wanted to go to. Um, Who was number I, one? General called me up, Jim Finks, and um, I was in my apartment in in uh, Ithaca, New York, Cornell. He said, uh, "He I, I picked up the phone. He goes, Ed Marinero. Yes, he goes. How'd you like to be a Minnesota Viking?" And my first thought was the, the these flamethrowers uh, melting the field that they showed <laughs> highlights. You know the NFL highlights. <laughs> Metropolitan Stadium, Bloomington, Minnesota, and they would see these flamethrowers melting the field. I went, oh my goodness! I just spent four years in upstate New York in the snow belt, and now instead of going to Los Angeles or San Francisco or Miami 
or one of those group play, I'm going to Minnesota. <laughs> and it, uh, wow. I yeah, drove at least you, New at least you had the training. I pulled up to Mankato, Minnesota, the college in Mankato, Mankato State, in my Viking purple Porsche. <laughs> don't think that didn't get, cause a little bit of a stir. But, um, yeah, it was uh, – but having said that, it was just incredible experience. And I'm so glad I met – I had so many great teammates. I met so many really good people. People of Minnesota are just wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it was it was great. I mean, it was – the city was much – you know, it wasn't what it is today. I mean, it's it's incredible today. I've been back, you know, a number of times, and it's, uh, it's a big-time city now. But when I was there, it was really – one horse town really and uh i i can't tell you how many times i had to turn down invitations to go ice fishing oh you'll love it. you'll love it we, we sit out there and we dig that put that big hole in there and we just sit there all day long it's um you just got just warm just warm <laughs> yeah no kidding um i played i have the distinction it's not i guess it's a distinction i played in Two of the 10 coldest games in NFL history, my rookie year. We played back-to-back games in Minnesota. 30, when the windshield was 35 below zero, we played the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. And what people don't remember was Bud Grant would not let us have heaters on the sidelines. So we stood out there in the cold. And he wouldn't let us have, like, put thermals under our pants. We had to just wear our football pants. We got to wear something up top, you know, underneath our our shoulder pad. He was a little nuts. I I, I think he felt he had an advantage by doing that. And, I mean, he explained to us why he did that. He said because the players on the field would want to come off the field to the heaters, and the guys by the heaters wouldn't want to go and play in the game, which – I think that was probably accurate. I think, uh, you know, I mean, the worst thing was when you didn't play for like the first, you know, quarter, middle of the second quarter, and all of a sudden he calls your name to go in the game. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, you are just frozen. Your feet are numb. Your hands are numb. I mean, my snot was frozen. I mean, I couldn't even get my chin strap on. It was was that cold. It was brutal. It was brutal. But – you know, yeah, I'll always, I'll always remember that. That was something I, I hope I never do again. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the move to South Carolina. Yeah. yeah, well, California, you know, moving to California was, uh, like you said, that was another bit of a culture shock. But, you know, they're more, they're more East Coast people out. And, you know, the Hollywood industry is pretty diverse, people from all over. You know, a lot of people are from L.A. They kind of grew up in the business. But a lot of people, you know, a lot of the actors never lived elsewhere. They came to L.A. to have a career. So, yeah, that was a that was an interesting culture. It was, uh, you know, I, I, I had a good time. I had a good time. I, you know, kind of had to do it. Uh, I had a little bit of an advantage, but I was um, I had to do it the, the way most actors do. I had to really earn the stuff that I got. You know, mm-hmm. nobody was hiring me because of my name. You know, they wanted to meet me, but they didn't want to hire me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I worked hard at it and, you know, it wasn't that hard. Acting is no big deal. You know, I don't know. Everybody tries to make it sound like it's, uh, you know, 
this difficult, um, it's not, you know, you just gotta be willing to do it. You know, you're basically pretending to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. And if you practice that long, we have enough phony people in this world. I'm surprised there are more actors. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it was, uh, it was, it was a, a, a transition that I made relatively quickly. You know, I was out there for two years you know, the, initially it was, you know, I was making an adjustment personally, you know, my whole head about being, a, you know, I was a, I was a football player my whole life. I was a jock, you know, that's right. what, that was my, my identity my, from like the time I was 10 years old. And then you, all of a sudden that's part of your life is over. And, you know, I was only, I was 28 years old when it was kind of, I had to come to the realization my, uh, my career is over. You know, I, I obviously I kept working out. I would play golf. I played, you know, sports, racquetball, but obviously nothing to the level as being a professional football player. So it was, um, you know, there was an emotional transition for me. You know, acting, acting is so much about emoting, playing roles, being able to cry, being able to act sad, being able, you know, just sort of exposing yourself. And um, as a football player. It's just the opposite. You're you're never supposed to show anything until the right. game's over, up and down like a nut. But you know you're supposed to hide. You know, you hit somebody, your bell, you could be pain could be going through your whole body, and you look him in the eye and you go back to the huddle and go, "Oh Jesus, that worked." You never, you know, you never really show that. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to these acting classes and I see these people crying and stuff like that, and I'm, I'm going, "Whoa." I feel pretty good about myself compared to these people. (laughs) I didn't realize that's what you got to do, you know, to be a a good actor. So, you know, it it was, it was, and I really got into it. I really, I wanted to be a really good actor and I, I worked at it. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's when you, when you're doing well, it's a great, it's a great job. I made more money in a week than I made a year playing football. And it's a good lifestyle. You kind of get, special privileges you're a celebrity but the, you know the, the, this back then because obviously there wasn't any like social media kind of stuff you know you either on the national Enquirer or entertainment tonight that was about it you know you, you didn't get older. <laughs> yeah. so um it's different now i mean the way you could self-promote back then you really couldn't do that yeah well i used to, i used to also watch you in uh, in sisters but i i watched that that series for seal award not for you i had a bit of a- we all did and I don't blame. Them. I don't. Blame them. Actually, all the girls on that show are kind of cute. Yeah, that was a that was a fun show. You know, it was um, it was a real chick show. You know, that's a, oh, it was. It was. A, I was very understanding. Understanding, Mitch. New age sensitive guy, you were. It was great. I, I was ahead of the game, ahead of the curve. Yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was good. It was uh, that these girls working with a bunch of girls. I got to tell you, that's with all due respect, it's a bit challenging. You know, oh. a long while for them to get out of makeup and hair. You know, like, right? Like especially, especially for a guy who's been a jock since he was ten. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> who would forget to comb his hair? You know. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we do have some questions about golf now. Uh, you're living in a place I used to live, and when we come right back after this break. I've got a few specific golf courses I want to talk to you about right here. Okay. Oh, that's why I'm here. Whatever you want to talk about, bring it on. Hey, everybody. How you doing? It's Steve Psycho Lion. And you guys are listening to The Approach Shot. 
with Neil Michaels and John Ashton? Or is it John Ashton and Neil Michaels? I'm not sure. But you know what it should be? It should be the Steve Lyons show with those two other dudes. And thanks for coming back. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Ed Marinaro is our guest. And Ed, uh, you've had a long career acting. You've been in all kinds of TV series that everybody remembers. Iconic series, some of them. Now you're living in Charleston, South Carolina. I was the original morning man at 95SX Radio, WSSX, when it was a rock station back in 1981. Ooh. Went on the air, okay? Love Charleston. Lived there and worked there for three and a half years. Wild Dunes. Mm. Have you played there? Come on, man. I'm a famous guy. I played every. <laughs> uh, did I comp you? <laughs> I, played, I played Wild Dunes. I've, I'm actually a member at the Daniel, the Daniel Island Club. Uh, was that around when you were there? No. Okay. The Daniel Island Club is like probably the premier golf club here in Charleston now. They have two courses, Fazio and Reese Jones. Uh, the last year that there was the nationwide tour, they played their championship um, mm-hmm. here on Daniel Island. It's spectacular. They're, we're Right now we're redoing our a bunch of our greens, so it's kind of crazy. But it is, um, it is a great setup. It's a great community, very vibrant, very young, very diverse. Uh, but I've gotten to play... Gosh, uh, Bulls Bay. I, was that here when you were there? Bulls no. Bay. I played the Country Club. I played Yeaman's Hall. Yeah, you, that, know, you don't drive very far to play in, in uh, Kiowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played there several times, and mm. that's a that's a nice public golf course. Everybody, I've only played it a couple of times in some little charity tournaments, but it's um, yeah, it's also uh, a lot of great fishing. I'm a, I'm a fisherman too. Okay, um, look at you. You got all kinds of stuff going on. Talented, man. Renaissance man, you know? (laughs) You're also, what, 90 minutes from Myrtle Beach? Yeah, yeah, 90 minutes. I mean, there's a golf course or two up there, too, isn't there? Yeah, I I, I, I played up there. I played up there before. I don't remember where, but, yeah, there's a lot of of courses. And, you know, you can, God, you can drive all over here. I mean, you're only, you can get to St. Pete. In Orono Jacksonville, in like four hours. Yeah, there's a pretty decent course there, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Well, except as we all found out last weekend, it can get windy. (laughs) Yes, it was windy. It was windy here last week too. So, uh, I can always drive to Augusta. So that's um, yeah, they got a couple nice golf courses there too. One in particular. <laughs> I under, so I as, understand. As as my uh, my my mother, who was born and bred in Boston and came to visit me in Charleston, said, "I really like Kiowa Island." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Went. Uh, Neil has been working fever. Have a lot of good courses in Minnesota too, by the way. Yeah, that are open four months out of the year. Um, Neil, Neil has been working very diligently on a six pack of questions for you, Ed, and we're going to let him ask them now. He's been chomping at the bit. I have been chomping at the bit. Mr. Marinaro, it is yes. time for the six pack. And the okay. six pack of questions are questions that we ask that we expect you to give us the first answer that comes to mind. First thing that comes to your mind. Otherwise, you'll hear this. That means that we know you've been cheating and thinking about it some. So. <laughs> First answer that comes to mind. You ready? Okay. I'll do my best. Well, that's all we can ask. 
I'm an Ivy Leaguer. Remember that. <laughs> Used to be, anyway. <laughs> Question one. Always. Your Go shot genie just walked through the door with his magic wand, put that thing away, and you get to choose. Would you go back and win the Heisman, win a Super Bowl, win an Emmy, or win an Oscar? Oscar. There you go. Is that right? All right. Tell us why. Because winning the Heisman would not do anything for me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I live in the present, you know, and you know what's interesting? And I, you know, I have a lot of time on my hands, so I think a lot. My life probably would have been a lot different had I ever won the Heisman Trophy, because that's kind of a an award, a label that you really have to live with the rest of your life, you know, mm-hmm. you, and, you, and you and it's it's somewhat of an annuity. You know, I, I would have probably taken advantage of that. It just would. Have, it's a hard thing to, to, to move on from. Once you're the Heisman Trophy, I don't know. It's, you, you always are that, the guy who won the Heisman Trophy. I have to deal with it. I'm the guy who came in second in the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> People talk about, asking questions about that more than anything. So it's kind of a label that's hard to overcome. And I don't think I would have, I don't think I could have made the transition into Hollywood and been taken seriously if I was the former Heisman Trophy winner, you know? Then again, probably was O.J. Simpson was, but yeah, you know, he was still he was known as an athlete turned actor, and and I had to fight that stigma mm-hmm. when I came here, and I think that would have made it a little more difficult. Just saying. Then again, you know, in every single audition, you could have just done the pause. I mean, the the pose. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question two: The expression "drive for show and putt for dough" is out there, and everybody who plays golf has it around them. In a best ball, are you showy or are you doughy? Ah, uh, doughy. Aren't we all? Sign <laughs> him up. Coming from an old man who does it, who hits the ball 100 yards shorter than I did 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how that happens. People say all the time, when you get older, you have you know a pain here and a pain there. The biggest pain is that you're 100 yards farther from the green than you used to be. Yeah. I you know, we have those 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 rain those those like GPS systems on our golf carts and sort of tell you how hard you how far you hit it. That's mm. that's depressing. That's yes. depressing. Yes. You think you bombed one and it says like two hundred one. Yay, it's a two. <laughs> I like when I do that and I go back to the cart and it just laughs. <laughs> Question three. Ed, how'd you know when it was time to hang up your spikes? When no one was willing to pay me anymore. <laughs> now, you know, now you laugh at that. You laugh at that. But you know what? That was kind of the thinking of my era. You kept playing until nobody wanted to pay you. You had to put your ego aside because, you know, you were making money. If somebody wanted to pay you, then I'll do it. I don't care. I mean, it's, obviously, if you can't physically do it, that's when people won't, don't want to pay you anymore. But, you know, I would have kept playing if I if somebody offered me a contract. Just nobody offered me a contract. So I was, uh, I got cut. Last time I got cut, I waited around. Nobody hired me. That's when I knew that my career was over. <laughs> I didn't hang my cleats up. They hung my cleats up. <laughs> they took my cleats away from me. Fair enough. Question four. What's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you on a golf course? 
I hit somebody um, in a golf tournament. I hit him right on top of the head. Ooh! Uh, wow! With with a, with an errant shot. When I got to them, they were bleeding, and that was, it, it was embarrassing. It was scary too, but that was kind of um, embarrassing. I'm sure there are other things that embarrass me more, but I can't remember them right now. Ones that don't require a hospital visit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were looking for funny there, Ed. You just brought the whole thing down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Question five. Do you remember the most memorable chip shot you've ever hit? No. I'm really a very, very good chipper. If I didn't have a short game, I'd have no game. Because I don't, I don't hit a lot of greens, but I can get up and down. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really good. I practice it I, because I can't hit it that far. I practice my short game. But I've, uh, you know, I've, I've made some great chip shots. To be honest, you know, I can't remember. You know, I don't play in a lot of tournaments. That I just like my regular golf game. So I, I forget who I played with that day, let alone shots. You know, you ever put one in? What? Ever chipped one in? I chipped one in a bunch of times. Oh. I mean, I've had three holes in ones. Wow. You thought you'd save it till now to tell us that? <laughs> I had two within two weeks of each other. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. In fact, one was in Cape Cod. It was in, It was playing a tournament in Cape Cod. It was on the wrong hole, though, because there was another hole in one hole where you won a car, and that was not the one I hit. But, yeah, well, both of them were like 175 yards, and then um, I don't remember. I don't even remember where the first one was. I only remember where one of them was. That's how you know you're getting older. You've had three hole-in-ones, and you can only remember where one was. <laughs> I know. If, when I think about it, I'll call you back. You know? Okay. <laughs> we'll be here. Question six, and we ask this of everybody who comes on the show. Since we are the approach shot, Ed Marinaro, in your approach to life, what one rule do you live by? Life is not fair. Amen. More people have to realize that. And you can't try to make everything fair because every day there are bad people live for a long time. Good people die young. People are born with birth defects. People, we all have some cross to bear. It's mm. not fair. And if you try to make things fair, then that's when everything gets screwed up. Yeah, I mean, I, I try to explain that to my to my son, you know, because he's an athlete. Look at all the athletes who who you know have great careers and then get hurt and their careers are over. Yeah. That's not fair, but that's life. You have to accept that and you have to move on. People who ex have expectations about what they deserve in life are going to be disappointed. You know, you just have to, uh, every day you see things happening that don't seem fair to you. You know, you got some guys born seven foot five. You got some guys born four foot two. You know, <laughs> is that fair? So, uh, you know, that, that it, it takes you a while. You have to experience enough in life to understand the, that, that concept. You know, I think people feel so entitled today. You know, that's... Uh, it's not going to work well in life if you can't deal with stuff that you think is unfair. Be fair, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. Well, I think fair is a relative term because when people say that people, rich people should pay their fair share, okay, in taxes, okay, what I think is fair and what this other guy thinks is fair is not the same thing. No. You know, I mean, you got uh, these richest people in the world paying billions of dollars in taxes. I would think that's fair. 
you know, but there are people who uh, bitch about that and say he's not paying enough. You know, it's, 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 you know, don't, don't tell me what fair is. Yeah. yeah. There's a relative term at best. Yeah, well, it is. It is. And, and the best described by, you know, that example, you know, people who, you know, I think I'm giving, I'm paying enough in taxes. That's, I think that's my fair share, but you know, maybe people think I should pay more. But If life were fair, you'd have been drafted by Miami. <laughs> Ed Marinero, you are off the hot seat. Well done, my friend. Well, thank you. And he, came, he comes through unscathed. That's great. <laughs> Ed Marinero, man, we appreciate you uh, taking the time to be with us here on the Approach Shot. It's great to meet you. Thank Our you, door's man. always open. Come on in. Well, you, I'm around. I'm not going anywhere, hopefully. We know oh. to catch you on Mondays. That's yeah. right. We'll have That's to right. get back to Charleston and uh, and do some golf well, with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just let me know. You bet. I don't give out my number to a lot of people, but I did to you guys. Don't don't abuse don't abuse that, all right? I don't want a bunch of hot chick call me up, you know, telling me, uh, we got your number from those guys on that show. We we can't make any promises, but you know, we'll think about it. We'll try to be good, Ed. Thank you very much again for being here. All right, boys. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Good show. Good luck. Keep it going. Call me again. We will. Thanks so much. Take care. Appreciate it. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-590-0443. That's 800-590-0443. Again, 800-590-0443. If you're like me, you've been hearing a lot about burials and cremation lately. It's kind of a sad thought, but thousands of these poor souls have to be stored in these big refrigerator trucks, waiting sometimes weeks before they can be put to rest. And then and then the average funeral cost is over ten grand. I don't have that kind of money just lying around, do you? Everyone has the right to die with dignity, and an affordable burial policy can be had for as little as a dollar a day. Call Final Expense Network for a free quote. They shop for affordable rates from brand name companies, folks you've heard of. One call and you get coverage to finish well. You can even name your church as a beneficiary. Come on, you have loved ones. Don't leave them at the last hour of their need. Call now, 800-589-0470. That's the Final Expense Network at 800-589-0470. Finish well. Make a quick call to 800-589-0470. 800-589-0470. Do you see this? This is a piece of paper that has questions that I was going to ask him, like how did it feel to be nominated in the College Football Hall of Fame and why did it take them 20 years? He was enshrined in the College Football Hall of Fame in 1991. He was the runner-up in the Heisman in 1971. Mm-hmm. What took you 20 years? The man was the runner-up to Heisman. I also just was going to ask him how it felt to be a panelist on the Gong Show. I had all these questions, but it was just, you know what it is? When we have a guy like that who's just a blast and who just enjoys the conversation, mm-hmm. it's just better to just let it go. And I got to tell you, that was one of my most favorite interviews. 
that's a secret in, and for anybody who has a podcast or a show that they do and they're listening to us for tips we will give you this one for free mm. that is the secret of a good interview listen you ask a question you listen to the answer and the rest of the interview is determined by the conversation not by the questions you wrote I don't know exactly, but I think this is our 70th show. Sounds right. We have never once, including the very first show, rehearsed. We've never rehearsed because the guests are the stars here, not us. So mm -hmm. being spontaneous and letting the conversation go where it will go is just so much more fun than asking a bunch of questions. What a great exactly. guy and a great interview. I have this vision of you and I meeting up in Charleston, playing a round of golf with him, throwing him in the back of a SUV, driving up and playing with Mitch Lawrence in Myrtle Beach. That would be fun. I'll pick you up at the airport. I okay. got the SUV. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll also probably be the guy who drags the foursome down, but you know, I can oh, it's, it's always fun. It doesn't matter sure. how well you play, man. It's just the, the fact that you're out there. Athletes.tv, the uh weekend golf guys.tube, two places you can see the video version of this. Please come back next week mm -hmm. because do this every week we're on podcast we're on athletes tv we're on weekend golf guys dot tube and now we're on the radio in many markets so we're very just, we're feeling very fortunate very blessed just go to approachshot.net check out a list of the stations we are on see if there's one close to you and listen and if you miss it on the radio you can always catch it at approachshot.net keep in mind when you're out there on the course that golf is a game mm -hmm. but a tough game and you know why? Because the same people invented golf and called it a game, then invented bagpipes and called it music. And I'm going to go in the other room and open up my pasta fazul from last night for lunch. And while I'm opening things that are amazing, think about life being a gift and open it. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's.